0: And welcome back to Fully Equipped. Jonathan Waller joined us always by my guys, Andrew Dursky, Chris McCormick. Boys, how we doing? PJ
1: Torn, Texas this week. Jay wall must be happy. Texas boy.
0: It's Houston. I, 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 I don't really care. Houston, is not my place. <laughs> Shots fired. Don't, <clears throat> don't. It's, it's too, but look, Houston is too humid, number one. The roads around there make no sense. It's like an onion. You got to start out in the woodlands, and you get a little bit closer to like downtown and more highways. You're not quite sure if you've made it to the epicenter, and you keep going and going. It's it. No, I'm I'm out.
1: I'm out. But s- speaking of onion, though, I feel like I've had the most flavorful barbecue of my life in Houston. Whereas Dallas, ah, eh. wow, no I don't chance. know. I mean, no chance. Dallas, I don't know. Dallas, Dallas has some good spots. Uh but yeah, I, was, like I mean I would say chain options. restaurants, like their Applebee's
0: has good service. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna witness protection right here because you can't really see me because I'm like backlit like crazy. But I'm like <laughs> shooting darts uh-huh. through your soul, Tursky. Those, Yeah. Those words.
2: As a Midwest guy, I'm I'm offended at the at the barbecue why, comment. Why don't you
0: just come uh-huh. to Dallas and I'll and we'll I'll show you some real barbecue. Well, Chris has been to Dallas. He stands you up. Every I mean, time Jer- Jersey, Jersey doesn't count. <laughs> Jersey barbecue doesn't count. The place that's called Texas barbecue in Jersey, that does not count. The breakfast sandwich capital of the world. We don't do barbecue. <laughs> the breakfast sandwich capital of the world. It's even it's, I guess it's the thing. Come on it's, now. It's a, yep. Okay. Chris, we Chris went is to probably Austin. not we a went Texas to Austin.
1: guy. We went to Austin. What did I get for lunch? Jersey Mike's. You gotta always represent a
0: Jersey. Even, I, even, because I, even I helped you out. find one. I helped you find a Jersey Mike's. You're welcome. And what did we have for dinner that night? I don't
1: remember what the place was called. We had Tex Mex. Oh yeah, we did have That was Chewy's. That was good. Chewy's was good. Parking was Chewy's the situation, good. but Chewy's was good. It was very good. But Chris, Chris, as a Midwest guy, what's your favorite barbecue sauce? Like that you could buy in a bottle.
3: Or that he's you can, can buy in a Kansas bottle.
1: City he's Kansas City Barbecue.
2: Yeah, you got yeah. to go Steam Masterpiece there.
1: Uh, Casey you Masterpiece Masterpiece I feel like that's
2: hot. That, that you can buy in a bottle. Now, I am a, uh, I'm a
1: Gates Barbecue fan. Okay. So Gates. let me see I, Gates.
3: I got <laughs> Gates in my
1: kitchen right now, but I feel like Jack's is better. Jack's? Which, which I think is a thing for all the Midwest listeners. I know it's a niche market. But. Very, very much so. Jack spicy. I'm just saying, if you ever come across it, but this is a golf equipment podcast. So no, it's not. It's the barbecue podcast. Just keep going I'm down. I'm down.
2: <laughs> we always talk about some type of food preference or we, we categorize and rank different foods that we're into. I mean, we got the cereal you know, preferences, Get into the barbecue. And I mean, we can really mix this
1: up as a variety show. I have been wanting to ask this question for like a while. What's your what's your guys' top three like airport snack foods? We all travel a lot, so oh, man. like, what's your go to when you when you pop in there? I'll start as my number one: Chex Mix,
0: Bold Party Mix. Whew.
1: So much flavor, so Those much are, variety.
0: I, I I'm actually gonna that, that's mm. actually a good that's a good choice. I hate that I'm actually agreeing with you. <laughs> I, okay, I so I think that. I won that argument. Okay, no, Bye. but i, I mean give, give, what are your other two?
1: <laughs> I say we go one, one, one.
0: Okay, one, one two, 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 okay. Three, two, three. okay, so I'll I'll go uh corn nuts, jalapeno cheddar.
1: Is it just the corn nuts? Like just the nuts. nuts, no variety. Corn nuts, but
0: it's it's jalapeno cheddar flavored. Never never been. Corn nuts. Never had them in my life. Good. It's a good it's good pick me up snack. Okay. But they'll also keep you awake because they're crunchy as hell. <laughs> the crunch just wakes you up. It wakes you up. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's like an alarm clock. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Time the crunch it. Yep,
1: yep. like <laughs> a stick of dynamite in your mouth. This is gonna be a wild card, Chris.
2: Oh, my my go-to is a liter of Fiji water specifically, and
1: okay. beef jerky teriyaki flavor. I feel like the Fiji like fits so well in the little pouch. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely does. Because it
2: also
0: costs like twenty five dollars for a bottle to your. <laughs> it does.
1: Yeah, but we get to <laughs> we get
2: to expense it. I mean, we're the company's making us the out on the Fiji road. water?
0: Oh, a hundred
2: percent. That's wild. If I'm traveling, if I'm traveling for work, I'm I'm going extra bougie.
1: I'm getting that Fiji liter, baby. <laughs> <clears throat> Are we continuing on this topic? Because I'd like to give a special shout out to Smart Food White Cheddar Popcorn. <laughs> That's another As good str- one right there. That's a strong number two. Such a great,
0: it's such a great number two. You don't want it with me in Snack Foods, man. I'm telling you. Okay. So who has who has more more stuff? Persky and Snack Foods or Chris and Cereal?
1: Oh.
2: Mm. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been a resident fat
1: kid for, for quite a while. I I might have it. I might have it in the cereal category. Yeah, but as like a skinny kid, sometimes I'll skip meals and just go with like Ruffles all dressed chips. Like that'll be my meal, though. You
2: know, but you can always you can throw bowls of cereal in as meals between meals. Well,
0: you can do you know, that. Got, the human, the human one arm can do that. Yeah, that's too got. much protein. Milk, too much proteins. Can't can't afford all that weight put on. <laughs> oh my god! All right, well we are back. Persky and I are back from. California had a productive week. What a trip. Chris was, Chris was out getting back to nature. Didn't get eaten yep, by a man up, up in Denver. Success. Getting Didn't some done. also. Also, getting he some climbed out. down. Were you on a forklift last week, Chris? Uh, I was on a
2: crane. You were. So I was, I was living, that, living that crane life. Are you certified <laughs> to drive a crane? No, I was just on it. Mm. I mean, I figure if I'm paying for he it, was, it, he was on, you know, he was on the wrecking
0: it. ball. Like Miley Cyrus, <laughs>
1: like my- oh, absolutely. <laughs>
0: How do you know <coughs> that reference,
1: J-Wall? That's wild. You, think like,
0: do you think I'm like? you fifty years old? Come on, man! You said it. You said that, not me. Wow, I'm not even close to that age. You're just, you're just an ageist. Persky's being an ageist. Very spoken ones. like, spoken like a true fifty-year-old. No, I know we're close to fifty. All right, <laughs> let's get, let's get into a real gear topic here. Here we go. I want to start this one off with I, okay, I'm, I'm stunned when I, somebody pointed this out to me. They said, hey, have you seen the price of Titleist Pro V1 left dog golf balls? I was like, no. So I went and did a little research. These came and out then, like what, a month ago? Came out like a month ago. So, okay, for okay. people that aren't aren't aware, there are different versions of the Pro V1 and the Pro V1X that are there. There are different versions that are played out on tour. Now, if you're going to go to the retail store and buy the ball, you can get either the Pro V1 or the Pro V1X. There's yep. also a Pro V1X left dash golf ball, and there is a Pro V1 left dot golf ball. Now, these different variations of the ball have only been like the two only versions until a couple couple years ago when Titleist came out with the left dash in limited quantities at retail. Um, it's not like it's super expensive. I mean, I look online. They're 50 bucks a dozen. So basically the same price you could buy a mm-hmm. you know V V1 or V1X. You can get the left dash version. Now, Percy, we've already done a little research. What are the differences between the balls for those maybe who, who didn't know that the, the dash or the dot existed?
1: So, from my understanding of it, the Pro V1, let's just say that's neutral launch. The left dash will be slightly lower launching, lower spinning. Then the left dot is really created to be low launch, low spin, like super penetrating. That's for the high speed guy who wants to knock spin down at all costs. And the left dot is really like, it's like a cult classic. I think it came out on tour around 2013. A lot of big names play it. Tony Finau, Daniel Berger. Um, Pete Reed won the Masters with it. Patrick Reed won the Masters with it. And it's just like one of those things. It kind of sets the internet on fire. People love talking about it. It's like, ooh, what's the, what's the left dot? What's the left dot? It's just a really penetrating ball. Like, it's not going to spin as much. It's what, like, the really high-spin guys complain about with the Pro-V. And that kind of fixes it, it kind of fixes all that. So when they put it out on retail, it was like, oh my God, we finally get it. And I think when, when they came out, it was what? 49 99, like everything else.
0: Yeah. So, so they, they come out with the, with the left off version of the golf ball Mm -hmm. and they immediately said, look, this is a CPO and i'm like what cpo cpo is custom performance option that's these not are what you like said you know what a cpo is i do not know what a cpo is. <laughs> I what it is i had no idea what it was until titles told me and this is the the cpo is is this category of golf balls that offer very specific flight spin feel variations that differ from like the retail stuff so that's where this left dot falls into it it's it's cpo and with CPOs, you're not going to add a di- an additional skew to your retail stuff. Cause that just, I mean, in my opinion, I would think it would kind of confuse golfers. If you've got Pro B1, B1X, B1 left dot, you know, somebody goes in and just picks up a sleeve. Maybe they grab the wrong one. I mean, I know they'd have different, like different color packaging, but it it's
1: happen. a, pro- it's a prototype. It's like, uh, it is. With, it is a with Callaway's like triple diamond. Yep, They didn't originally put it out at retail, but it was like a tour head fade
0: bias. This is similar. It's just like there for the high speed player, knockdown spin. All right. So there we go. We're, we're setting the table. Now, you know what the left dot version of this golf ball is and what it does. So I start to search online for, for left, for left dot and I'm going through Google. And when you type it in, in Google, it literally brings up the shopping, like you can shop for golf balls, but all Mm -hmm. it's giving you is left dash. There are no pictures of packaging for left off. And I'm like, well, it's limited release. It's probably sold out. Um, Little did I know after I clicked the shopping tab to see if you could even buy them, they're selling on the secondary market for up to $300 for a dozen golf balls. I'm sick. I'm sick by that. I saw somebody sold a, a dozen and a half. So 18 balls for $250. Oh my god! Two fifty for golf balls. They were selling sleeves for fifty bucks.
1: Does someone have a calculator in front of them right now? What's that per ball?
0: Anyone? What two two fifty multiply or divided by eighteen? Yeah, I'm sick right now. You just you don't have you don't have your phone on you or anything. That's like fourteen bucks a ball.
1: I'm zooming on my phone because I only have a. I only have phone headphones.
0: Yeah, right Chris, yeah, Chris has got it. It's it's just under 13, it's just under fourteen bucks for per golf ball. Yeah, that's that's like close to fourteen bucks a ball. Fourteen bucks a ball. Oh. That's I, right there with
2: the, uh, oh, the highly elusive and coveted PXG prototype balls that were out there. If you uh, if you can find the PXG prototype balls, those are
1: uh, those are there's right less, there. In the, yeah, there's less amounts of, those. of money. There's less of those. But it reminds me of like the sneaker reselling market. It's like, you know, the Yeezy Red October's originally retail one hundred and fifty. Now they're yeah. selling five thousand. It's just like, what are you guys thinking? All right. <laughs> what do what are we doing out here? You're you're not going to go and take those uh,
2: those sneakers and put them on a tee and hit them off into a lake or the woods. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. At least you get yeah. Let's see what do you what are you doing with these <laughs> balls? Are you actually going to pay two hundred and fifty bucks for eighteen balls and use them? Or are you like keeping them as? you keep one of the balls as a keepsake and then use the rest? I mean, you're going to lose them eventually. Exactly. And, I mean,
2: even if you don't lose it, you beat the hell out of the cover stock and you get a couple rounds out of it. I mean, I guess it depends on your dynamics as a player and how many full wedges you go into a ball with. But, yeah, it's not anything that's going to have a long lifespan.
1: Are we trying to say that Titleist left dot golf balls are, like, Charizard holograph first edition Pokemon cards. Pretty much. Is, it, is that what golf balls are? Although you can't get them,
0: you can't get these graded, unfortunately. So you think they're you PSA tens? Couldn't, couldn't oh, get a PSA I'm, I'm ten, sure 10 or uh, well, I think there's there's a, there's a scuff there's a scuff
1: right by the t i think it's a nine nine five. <laughs> there's a there's a surface
0: imperfection. Top I'm going get a surface for an eight. <laughs>
1: Sleeve no, top I mean, surface but, but like
0: seriously, though, it's it's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. I know that I know that the gear market right now is red hot, and a lot of that has to do with more golfers in the market. The other part of the equation is that they can't keep up to, with demand because the production cycles across the globe are just completely backfall, and you can't you can't keep up. So they, really I do, th- have, I
1: do think, really I do think number. this has been this has been coming to a head for a while though. People you have de- so? been demanding the left eye. Yeah. It's I like, really, remember, I mean, the, remember the uproar around like the Rory uh, Nike putter? They were like, then they release released the Rory. Release yeah. the Rory. It's like once they did, you know, they released it. And then the upsells is crazy on the secondary market. Yeah. It reminds me of that. And this is the first time I'm saying that, like since then. I don't think there's been anything like this since.
0: I don't think so. I would agree. I mean, especially for a golf ball, I've, I've never seen people clamor for a ball like this. I mean, what, one it, it sold out pretty quickly, but the fact that it's reselling out there for you know that much is just wild to me. And here's the this, funny part about it: I reached out to Titleist because I was trying to get some additional info. Okay. Um, one of the guys over there had no idea this was even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they were like, yeah, this is news, news to us as well. They thought it was pretty hilarious that the balls were, were going for crazy money on the secondhand on the secondhand market. And they also, I, I asked because now I know everybody's even like, well, hold up, I didn't know these balls existed. How can I get my hands on them if I don't want to pay 250 bucks for 18 balls? Unfortunately, well, they said at this moment, they, they confirmed to us to fully equipped, that they're not going to be doing a second release. Fully equipped exclusive. So what you
1: should do is go on the putting green at your local club and just wait till you see a left dot and then tee <laughs> off right tee went. off right That's behind a, tee off right behind. It and run. Yeah, tee off right behind them. Just wait till they duck one OB and just spend spend the entire round looking for it. That's the you, best way I, to get it. Could your I hands just
0: take them. a Sharpie and just put a little left dot to the to the left side of the Pro B1 <laughs> stamp and just resell just those.
1: Just put a dot on it and like hit every shot a little higher on the club face so it lowers the spin. Little placebo effect with the left dot uh, sharp sharp left dot. Why is That's crazy do though. That? Ser- yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Three yeah, three hundred dollars for what'd yep. you say? 18 golf
0: balls? Eight, 250 bucks for 18 balls. Somebody was trying to sell a dozen. We should get that balls. dude on the podcast. Whoever congratulate congratulate him. Or like,
1: going to do with him.
2: Yeah. What are you gonna he's do?
1: He's gonna he's gonna spin spin it lower. That's what he's gonna do.
0: Who knows? Anyway, so the balls long. the balls are uh, are out there if you want them, but you're gonna have to pay crazy money. I mean, three hundred dollars you could either buy a dozen Pro V1 left dog golf balls for three hundred bucks, you could buy a putter.
1: I get I get two pair of uh, Jordan One Lows, yeah.
0: two different colorways. Yeah, Chris would just get a bunch more cereal. Lots. Of you know how much cereal. No much cereal. <laughs> he, you get that's what for just one about ball. Right now,
2: <laughs> that, that retro recipe, Golden Grams. There it is. Limited, there it limited is. Limited edition.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He wants that. That's all. That's all. He f- wants. Five boxes for one ball. Yeah. That's how you buy, sell, trade, right there. Yeah. yeah that I like that ratio. I like that trade. Original, r- original recipe, Golden Grams.
2: Come on. That's real, honey. real, real, real honey.
1: honey. The real how you thing. I know it's good.
2: <laughs> None of that fake shit. <laughs> That's how you know it's good.
0: Got the right. real, real. Well, so last week we had Gene Prention, founder of Golf Laboratories. Gene had a bunch of, I wouldn't say they were hot takes, just a lot of great insights that we. He's a hot able. take machine, though. Don't he get us is. wrong. He, yeah, he, he does have a lot of great hot takes. And Tursky and I wanted to fire a couple of these at Chris just to get. The insights from a fitter perspective, because I do Gene, just want to say real quick, real at quick, from the robot, yeah, yeah, just real quick.
1: That was our highest downloaded podcast ever in the first week. Congratulations to Gene. Quick round of applause
0: and thank you to the listeners who actually listen to uh, us ramble every week. Yeah,
1: I yeah. still
0: thank don't know you why you guys do it, but but we but we love you and we appreciate it's why you. we keep going. Seriously, thank you yep. I'm
2: yeah. I'm appreciative appreciative that uh, I, I wasn't a victim of cancel culture after last week. Oh, yeah.
1: I wasn't going to bring this up, but uh, wait, Chris uh, has uh, something to address, like for real. Yeah, he texted I, me on I, the side. He's like, "I'm really upset.
2: I, I have to make a public apology. I got I got roasted by by friends and colleagues, and <laughs> I mean fitters that I've trained, coworkers, former coworkers. I Full disclosure. Here, I'll I'll bring everybody up to speed. Last week, there was a a question about adjusting loft on a wedge and how that correlates to impacting bounce. And I had made the comment that one degree of loft equates to two degrees of bounce. And that was absolutely false. Absolutely false. It's a one-to-one. And... I didn't catch it right away. It was like one of those scenarios where you know, you're you in the class and the, the teacher calls on you immediately and you're not prepared for it. And it, the first thing that pops into your brain is the thing that comes out of your mouth. And I had been talking to one of our fitters about loft sleeves on drivers and you know, one degree of loft adjustment changes face angle by two degrees. So when Tursky had asked me the question, that little cell was still floating around up here that said, two and when you asked, it just came up and went too. and I went, oh, shit, it's out there now. Can't do anything about it. So I I'm definitely appreciative that I did not get canceled. And I had no idea that it was as big of an issue as it was. And now I'm just trying to figure out, like, where does it fall on the scale? Am I like right there with somebody that uses the last bit of a condiment and then puts it back in the fridge empty? Or am I <laughs> That's somebody savage. that?
1: No, no well, it's I, putting the milk. It's putting the milk back with only the drip left.
2: I, I could be that guy that uh, is using the wrong pronoun, you know, for that particular uh, demographic. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where it falls, but I know it's somewhere <laughs> in there. The amount of uh, the amount of hate mail that uh, that I got and the I was shocked by the uh, just outcry that I got from coworkers and colleagues and my peers that were like, you're an idiot. And I'm going,
1: you know what? You're right. And I apologize publicly. Well, listen. It takes a big man to
0: apologize. But I say, congrats on you, that. You brought it up. You you didn't even let us bring it up. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's see, let's see if Chris is going to do it, and he totally <laughs> owned up to it. He's a man. He's not. He's not going to. He's not going to shirk away from from you know a little bit of controversy. Made a mistake.
2: No, it happens. I did. I did. I big said mistake. the wrong. The wrong for everybody that ruined their wedge game in the last week because of what I said. I apologize.
0: Mm. Chris is Chris will now give you a free fitting to uh, to rectify the situation. If that's a hundred. That's a hundred percent increase, though.
1: You know, that's yeah. a if, if you big, can big mistake. Follow me around <laughs> the
2: country, and you can nail me down in any particular city that I happen to be in at the same time as you. I will
1: happily give you that fitting. It's like J. Wall in Dallas. He's just trying to nail yeah. you down. Yeah, that's it. That's Can't us. catch you. All I needed. Couldn't catch him. Chris is too fast for me. Thank you for the clarification, though. And a nice little tidbit about driver loft change affects really? face angle by two degrees.
2: Hopefully, that's correct. I mean, somebody better, better find Oh, my check God.
1: Me. I <laughs> hope that one's wrong, too. And
0: then we have to go next. Yeah, week. Some, somebody is, somebody check Chris. That's on your
1: apology segment from Chris each week. That's a, every experts, he just I has, has to adjust it by a degree every week. It's great. Every week. Just one degree
0: expert, off. there's no longer an expert. <laughs> okay so we're back to back and so anyway back to gene and you know he, he offered some some great insights last week and everything that he's talking about is coming from what he's what he's seen from the robot and there's like we talked about there's a lot that you can a lot of insights you can glean from watching the robot hit golf balls but i didn't want to get chris's take on on a couple of these the one of the things that Gene mentioned last week, if you didn't listen to the pod, definitely go back and listen to that interview. He did a great job kind of laying out his his background in the industry and and again all the great insights about the robot. And mm-hmm. um just the, the fact that he's been doing this since nineteen ninety is is pretty damn impressive. But you mentioned the biggest roadblock for male golfers, particularly on the older side of the the age uh. spectrum, was the male ego. Yep. Um I mean, I don't like admitting that that's true, but it is. And one of the, one of the big takeaways that he said about male ego is golfers who are 60 sometimes still believe that they should be playing an S flex shaft in their driver. For example, when they, in actuality, they'd probably better off playing something that might be a regular flex because the ball up in the air Helps them get a bit more spin, makes the driver more playable. But again, the male ego makes it difficult to do that. And one of the takeaways, and this is where I wanted to get Chris's take, was Gene said, there's a saying I believe in, play the lightest, most flexible thing you can get away with. From an enjoyment standpoint, you want something that's easy to swing, gets the ball in the air. Most amateur golfers have a couple of tendencies. They swing too hard, and they have a tendency of throwing the club. As they throw the club, they hit down on the ball. That's why the ball comes out low and leaks to the right. And I'm sure there are like some older golfers out there are like, oh, geez, like, here we go again. Somebody tell me to play, you know, <laughs> soft and, you know, soft and light in my driver. And um, I mean, we're kind of from a fitter perspective, Chris, like, what what's your take when you hear Gene say something like that?
2: I mean, for the most part, I would agree with him. And I mean, I've, I've said this before, if the, the medical industry was anything, or I should say the golf industry is anything like the medical industry. There'd be a lot of cases of malpractice and a lot of dead golfers out there. It's (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) That's it's true. I mean, everybody has their, their own perspective and tries to offer their own two cents and whether they be correct or incorrect, uh, there's no shortage of advice being given. And whether that be from a credible source or you know, other is to be determined. But the the majority of players out there do play stuff that's just too heavy and too stiff for them. And to take what Gene said a step further when it comes to flex, I mean, there's no industry standard for flex in a shaft. So one company's stiff could be another company's X, could be another company's red. So just going by what the little letter on the side of the shaft says is essentially irrelevant. You know, it could be a jumping off point if you're staying within the same brand or even within the same shaft family. But as you start to jump brands and go to different shaft profiles within even the same manufacturer, the bend profile changes, the flex point changes, how that shaft feels and reacts changes. As you change length, as you change head weight, you know, the shaft reacts differently. So, I mean, depending upon what it is that you're looking for objectively as a player, it's important to get fit for the shaft and head combination, not just taking the same shaft and plugging it into a different head and expecting it to work the same. You know, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that all the time.
1: Chris, how do you know, like, say you buy a club off eBay or whatever, third-party website, how do you know what shaft you're actually dealing with? Like, where do you go? What machine do you need to put the shaft on? Well,
2: that's a good question. I mean, the short answer is you don't. So everybody's feel is subjective. Nobody can pretend to tell a player what it is that they feel. And based upon your load pattern and release pattern, I mean, the three of us could hit the exact same setup with same weight, same length, same head, loft, same shaft, same flex, the exact same golf club, and have three different, I mean, completely different results and also three completely different interpretations of what that club feels like and how it performs for what it is that we like to see Mm -hmm. so i mean it i i will always default to get fit get fit get fit because what feels good to you might feel like absolute garbage to me just depending upon what it is that we like the launch window that we like to see the the feedback in our hand as we get to the top of the backswing and start our transition what it feels like as it releases through impact and it's so subjective to the player and To take that a step further, I mean, what a shaft manufacturer says that that particular shaft does on paper might be true within their linear progression of shafts, but when you take a low launch, low spin shaft and compare it to a different manufacturer, now all of a sudden you find out, well, actually that's more of a mid-launch, mid-spin compared to this manufacturer. So it's, it's just so subjective. It's all over the place.
0: Fair points. And it's it, it's fair points, and I think it just highlights why Chris is great as a great addition to this podcast. Because you know, yeah. <laughs> there are certain things that he says where I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't even think about it that way." So it's like, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all right. So we've got we've got shafts covered. Tersky, I know you wanted to ask him, and this is this is one that I have always been curious about being being on the taller side.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is like a hugely important thing. And I think it's something people like have a misconception on when they go into a fitting, I don't know what the average height is for a male or a female. I would assume it's like five, eight for a male, but if you're shorter than the average or taller than the average, I think the misconception is that length of club varies based on that. So Taller golfers would have longer golf clubs and shorter golfers would have shorter golf clubs, but in talking to you, and we do have an article up on golf.com going a little bit deeper on this, but I'd like to get Chris's take on just that subject in general. And I'm sure you get this question all the time. I'm a short golfer. Do I need to cut down my gloves? I'm a tall golfer. Oh, I need two inches up, but not always oh, the case. Right, Chris? Correct. It's, it's definitely not always the case. And
2: again, a, a saying that I kind of communicate to all of my clients is it's, it's not necessarily how tall you are, it's how you are tall. So again, the three of us, if we were all, let's say, 5'10", you know, we could be built completely different as far as long legs, short torso, short torso, long legs, long arms, short arms, whatever the case may be. And then you also take into account range of flexibility, athleticism, how often do you play? I mean, there's, there's so many different variables to look at beyond just static height. So, I mean, me, for example, I, I play golf clubs that are over what we would consider standard length because I have issues with flexibility, also have problems with my lower back. Uh, I also have a tendency to really drag the handle through impact and hit everything low so a little bit longer golf club does help me with that left miss that I have also helps me hit the ball a little higher, and, you know, generate a little bit more club head speed and spin. So it's you know, height is one component of it, but there's a lot more that goes into determining length of golf club for the particular player. How do you know Chris, length t- is wrong? Say,
0: Chris, how tall like, are you? I'm curious. I'm right around 5'10". Okay. So Chris is 5'10". I'm, I'm 6'5". I play standard length. I play
2: a
1: half inch over. There you
0: go. I play inch up
1: six right. one, but I also choke up an inch, which is important.
0: I have I have like crazy long arms, so that's why. <laughs> I, and I and I've tried longer. I've even gone longer before, and it just it just one. It doesn't feel comfortable, and the performance is not as good. My dispersion starts to to get a little wacky. Can someone ask me real quick why i choked
1: choke up an inch? Tursky. Why do you why choke do you up choke? an inch, Tursky?
0: Because he's a big Anthony, AK fan.
1: Because Anthony Kim did,
0: yeah. I knew Anthony it. Anthony
1: Kim did. It. I knew it. Why do, why do you think oh, I played the man. ADDI stuff? Come on now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there is, it, it is. Did he
2: also mix
1: Powerade water? <laughs> <laughs> probably, no, he mixed Powerade vodka, probably. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> um, Can I get sued for saying that? I'm not sure. But he probably Probably did, though. Probably not. And I just doubled down. Dang it. That's double sued. Double sued. (laughs) Sorry, Anthony. I'm just saying you have fun. All right. Tursky tees. Tursky tees. Oh, my God. This was the most interesting part of the podcast to me. You don't have to change anything else. Your swing. You don't have to work out. You don't have to do nothing. So, Gene Parenti, he obviously tests all clubs, shafts, grips, like you name it. He tests everything in the hard goods industry, including tees. And I asked him, of course, you can't name the brand, but is there any difference that you've seen with tees? Obviously, we have the brush tee, we have prongs, we have wood, plastic, thin, we have martini tees. Like, what's the deal? Oof. So basically, the standard tee, if you hit down on the golf ball, if you hit up on the golf ball, it doesn't matter. If you hit down on the golf ball, it will increase friction because the golf ball is kind of shooting down, then shoots up, increases spin, knocks down distance. Not good. So if you have the prongs and you hit down on the golf ball, super reduces friction and you can gain two to four yards just by changing your tee. I won't name the brand either. I won't name the brand either, but a quick Google search. I think if you do golf tee prongs, I think you could figure out which one it is. And, uh, if you get your angle of attack measured and if it's minus, minus anything, right. That's negative angle of attack. That's downward. You might benefit from prongs. I thought that was super interesting. If you want to see Gene print quotes, Go to our last podcast or head over to golf.com. I think we're going to need to run this test. Like player testing, like us hit. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's the obvious next progression. Yep. Yep. And I will never buy a standard tee again. So there's that.
0: Yeah. I, I thought that I thought that was a crazy takeaway. I might have to try. You don't have I... to
1: change anything else.
0: Just change the tees. Yeah, Ooh. two to four yards. I'll take it. Chris is Chris is already placing his order right now.
2: Yep, I'm putting it in.
1: All right. No, all you did was text me. I'm not ordering for you, Chris. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I am not your personal assistant. Oh yeah, I need one. I do have Amazon Prime though. They're not a sponsor. But speaking of sponsors,
0: Jay Wall. Thank you, Tursky, for the reminder. So I'm here you for I know, I know. But MGM, you know, you love them. I sure do. We got we, we got to make our picks. Do I mean I don't even want to talk about our picks anymore? They're Let's they're trash. It. I think J Rose right into it. finished like T40 last week. It was, it, was not, it was not good.
2: <laughs> it wasn't good.
0: Do you, do, you know, do you know where you guys finished? No? Yes? Maybe so? Don't remember who I picked. I, I took Zala. How, how to was that, right? that possible that you could just
1: pick somebody and you don't know who you picked? I do a lot of betting on bet MGM. Like, I'm firing off a lot of players. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you just rabid, <laughs> I don't remember rabid, rabid fire. fire. I don't remember Everybody who I took on Wednesday. Like, I'm taking new players each day. I don't remember Everybody who I took on. Field we recorded on Wednesday.
0: Game. I know. Like, it is, it is, it up, it's, it's sad that you don't know who, who you picked it's a pretty uh, anyway. what what okay. they do MGM, props, it, is, like, it is a great app it, I, I, I fire bullets agree. there you go or, or blanks um oh, oh. <laughs> so love it if you oh. got your cell phone in front of you you listen to the pod go Not check jokes. out the app store betmgm Go sign up for an account. And if you have not signed up for an account before, get in on the risk-free first wager up to $1,000 with BetMGM. Just use promo code Fully Equipped when you sign up, and you're going to get that $1,000 risk-free first wager. Now, if you lose, you don't get your actual money back. You do get your money back, though, in free bets. So that's always good. Go over to betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, or Wyoming only. Excludes Michigan-dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, Washington, D.C., and Wyoming. 1-800-270-7117. For confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania... West Virginia and 100 bets off in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 1-800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 109 with it. Promotional offer not available in Nevada.
1: Now, can we get to some picks? I think that was so. not fast forwarded. That was one take. j Wall. I do remember who I picked last week. It was Keegan Bradley. He made the cut. He finished last of people that made the cut. So, Ooh, DFL? But he made DFL. the cut though. No, he cut. no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. What and is he that players M- to make MDNF? the cut? MDNF. No, he di- he didn't. He didn't. It was just flat oh, seventy. Just, just flat played 70. four rounds. Okay, so he got an it's a casual, program. casual okay. Sunday seventy four. Chris, do you, Come know see, you casual. Me. Casual. Come see. casual? Come casual.
2: I I took Zalatoris away from Turski. Did not make the cut. Right. Did not yeah. make the
1: cut.
0: Yeah. There you go. That's, that's what that's happens that's when you take when you take Trilly Z. It doesn't make the cut. Willie what Z happens? was
1: drinking too many martinis down in Mexico. Too many.
0: I that, that on a Willie record Z. or is this just like you're you just throwing around uh accusations he
2: was hanging out with Anthony Kemp. That's what
0: it was. V A K
1: and Willie Z. Oh my gosh. What a what a threesome right there.
0: Okay. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Let's get on with the picks, man. Come on. Uh Let's do it. okay. So who who are you gonna take? We're taking this week. I know who you're taking, J-Wall
1: do not know who I'm taking this week. Well, the tournament's in Texas, and your boy is Scotty Scheffler, so I assume you're taking Scotty Scheffler. I am not. Okay. Me neither. I don't know <laughs> oh, who i Chris, you go first. Actually, it's not a bad pick. He's, no, he's not. It's actually a safe pick, plus 1,600. Say, yeah, it's almost, it's almost too safe.
0: Kind you of, almost can't afford of, not to. Kind of, kind of getting that vibe that it's a little too safe to take him.
2: I am, uh, I'm on BetMGM Grand here, and I am BetMGM MGM Grand, favorite hotel in Vegas. Okay, uh, so you guys are just,
0: you guys are just like, <laughs> really, you, you're not ready for this week. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, take a shot here, taking a guy who was discussed in this week's interview with PGA Tour. Oh rep, man, get notes. Works Is he paying. plus four thousand? I don't
1: know. Do you artisan wedges? No, that's, have artisan that's, not,
0: that's not that's not who I'm taking. Okay, I'm gonna okay, take. Okay. I'm gonna. That's take, who I'm taking. I think. I'm taking Tony Finau plus twenty wow. five hundred. He there. There was a wild story that you'll have to wait in listen to in, in this week's interview. Amazing,
2: amazing about story.
0: the speed that that Finau has left in the tank, like. I mean, I, I, I'm i sure it's legit, but it just almost seems unbelievable. So, anyway, I'm taking now. I, I don't know. This is, There are certain weeks where I don't really like to to do a whole lot of research. I just like to go with my gut. Recently, I've gone away from that, and it's totally killed me. So, I'm just taking him. now. Going to go for the dub.
1: I like it. Locking it in. Final answer. I'm going with a guy who's also discussing the podcast who has a green jacket. Who's by the name of Patrick Reed? Maybe not the most popular pick. Great short game. Very local consistent guy. ball striker. Loves playing the, the low draw. Perfect for Texas. The low draw. Local guy. Local guy. Plus Plus four 000. All right. P Reed. Probably, probably gets uh outdriven by Finau. It's not the long drive contest. Probably it's not. definitely. If does. it if it was though, Jay Wall would be out driving. Because all he great. does is get dubs. I saw Let's you start a little Twitter go. war with Berkshire. I didn't get any response.
0: That's disappointing. Although... Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't respond either. Although, pissed. Luke kerr who's our instruction editor at, at Golf Magazine, Golf.com. Huge shout-out LKD. LKD asked Kyle because he was at... We just had our Top 100 Summit for the Golf Magazine instruction, and Kyle was there. And LKD brought up the long drive competition, and Kyle told him he's like, "I bet he doesn't even, I bet he doesn't even give people context. He just tells people that he beat me in a long drive contest." And I'm like, "Hell yeah! Why do you think uh, I want to give context? I give context on the no, podcast. Why, why would you? I'm not Listen, giving the facts. Other people. The facts are you outdrove
1: Kyle Berkshire on the predetermined rules. Here we go, and you won. By almost the, you yards, on, I almost twenty yards. I put on for the scribes and the podcasters. Number one." Number one,
2: no big deal. All right, and retire undefeated.
0: Yes, I, I think will we need one retire. more pick. No, my we back pick still yet.
2: intact. Chris. Yes. Oh, so looking at this field, uh, oh boy. I am going to no, no, no. It's it's, it's he's going to take the
1: last place finisher.
2: No, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> with with how my picks typically work out, yeah, he might. And again, I will apologize. In
0: advance. That. Yeah. let Martin yeah, Trainer this week. Plus. Solid value. Solid I, I right. always, Is that a plus is I it? I
1: think
0: that's a I that's a, a friend. That
1: far down. That's a friend of the website. Well, None We should get him on the pod.
0: We should.
2: Now uh, as a uh, as a friend of TrueSpec and a gentleman oh, that I've had the oh, pleasure man. of working with, uh what?
1: This is a Homer pick. You just said it. Oh, come said,
3: as on. As a TrueSpec
1: employee. No, no, no. As the vice friend, president of Torrent Education.
2: Friend of TrueSpec <laughs> and somebody that I've had an opportunity to spend some time with. I'm That's going fair. to pick Gary Woodland. Does this count as insider trading if he's a good friend? Not at all. I didn't okay. say good friend. He's a friend of TrueSpec. Not a personal friend. I oh, not so like question. him?
0: Woodlands plus sixty six hundred. Percy is just Percy <laughs> is just trying to get in all kinds of trouble today. I, I, went, say, I we're going to end sorry. up with a lawsuit. I mean, by the don't, by the close of business tomorrow, yep. we've got a lawsuit. That's
1: the third. That's the third one this podcast.
0: AK's coming after you. We the got Charlie lawyers e's coming after you.
1: Disappointing. All, good all right. Fun. So there are sorry, our picks.
0: Uh, Coach Mark, who did he pick? Taylor Gooch. Oh yeah, Taylor Gooch. Yeah. Let's yeah. get on record. He's got a real nice game. He does. Honestly. He definitely does. So there we go. There are picks. You guys got the rundown on BetMGM. But again, if you have not signed up for an account and you want to, fully equipped, use the bonus code. Get that thousand awesome. dollar risk free first bet. So if you lose used all of
1: his, hold on. If you lose that thousand dollars, you get it back. But yeah, you have and to keep free, bet. and free bets, and free, and free bets, free bets. Oh no, I have to keep betting. Oh, no!
0: Yeah, oh, no oh, no, please. Oh, no, don't make me. Yeah, <laughs> please
1: don't
0: yeah. make me. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so there are picks. I think it's a good time to get into this week's interview. As we mentioned, we had the opportunity to speak with Ping Tour rep, Kent Notes. Kenton works out on the PGA Tour with all the big names. As we mentioned, Tony Finau is one of those guys. Victor Hovland is another name oh, who you ye- stays in. So we had a chance to kind of go through Hobie's gear. He had a very unfortunate incident last week. I didn't want to talk too much about it because I want Ken to do the job because he does. He describes it a lot better than I do. But had kind a of mishap that ended up turning into a uh, silver lining for Victor. So he goes through he that. Threw Louis, he also threw Louie under the bus. As a ball striker. Well, you but see, you were like goading him and like, getting him to, yeah, you did a terrible job. You, you really did. You, I wasn't you leaving. To witness, no, to your I, I just yeah, asked you, things. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we also Objective. had Kenton talk about iron testing, not just with players on tour, but maybe a couple of things that you should be considering when you do iron testing, who are the best tour reps when it comes to, to their golf game. Um, maybe, you know, a couple of the names, cause we've had them on the pod before. And then again, the crazy Finau story about his speed that he has left in the tank. Great interview, Ken's all fun. Enjoy it. All right. Well, we don't like to play favorites on this podcast, but but you're about when to Ping, But when Ping wins, I, I get a little bit excited because it gives us a good excuse to talk to one of our favorite dudes out there. Ping tour rep Kent notes, Ko, what's going on, man? Uh, another much
3: another much guys. thank you guys always. Uh, if you're talking to me that means something's pretty cool's probably happened for Ping so it's always great to talk to you guys. Yeah well well something something fun and
0: exciting did happen for Ping. Victor Hovland, another dub another yep. dub in Mexico. but but let's let's start things off with the most interesting story from last week. So yep. Dan, Danny Lee gets a hold of of Hobie's driver. Yep. <laughs> and and in the process, breaks the damn thing. Yeah.
3: Three when, pieces when did, from what I've heard. Yeah.
0: Three three pieces. That's three pieces, a lot of pieces. from what I heard. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So when when did you hear about this? And what was your initial
3: reaction? So I actually I, I'm pretty, I have a pretty good relationship with one of our younger staff players, Taylor Moore. Um, so Taylor was down in uh, Mexico, he was an alternate just getting ready. And we had already been texting back and forth in this time frame, And I go up to my, I'll never forget, I go up to my room. I get a text from Taylor, all capped letters. Oh my God, Victor Hovland's driver just snapped. So I was like, <laughs> okay, that's not ideal. And I texted Taylor back. I'm like, well, I hope he has his backup. Well, Shay Knight calls me literally two seconds after I send that. And the minute I see Shay Knight, who's Victor's caddy's name, pop up on my phone, I'm like, well, Victor does not have his backup. I, can, I knew that before I picked up the phone. So that's how I found out. And so I found out pretty quickly. And then Shay had called me and we started working through the process of where we where we ended up.
0: What's you, that process?
3: will you know, say, yeah, what's that process like? So that process was, and right when I found out that uh, he didn't have his backup, Shipping's not an option. I've tried to ship stuff to Mexico in the past. Uh, to any of your listeners that want to do that, don't do it. They're just not going to get it. So, was it um, golf clubs, Kyle? You were trying yeah, to ship was, to Mexico? Yeah, yeah. I've tried, okay. I tried okay. to ship a I tried to ship a, a putter to Hunter Mahan. Yeah, just just <laughs> golf clubs, Tursky. All right to clarify. <laughs> yeah, just making sure. Yeah. So I, I've tried to do that in the past, so that's out. So my initial thought is, well, we just need to get him. He's got a head. It's just the shaft that's broken. So. Taylor's third alternate, is he's not going to get in. He has a backup. I'm like, Taylor, will you go give Hovland the shaft out of your backup driver? So he goes and does that. Shay calls me back. He goes, okay, we have Taylor's shaft, and we have James Hahn has a full club built already. And he was like, what's the differences? I'm like, well, the shaft's different. The length is a little shorter. But honestly, the lofts were identical. Like on our spec sheet, in the settings that they both play, which is a standard setting, Either 8.4 degrees. So they're both G425, nine degree LS text at 8.4. So I was like, I'm like, Javi, that's probably your best option. It's the exact same loft, the exact same model. The shaft length and feel differences, you're so he's so good. I mean, you'll take care of that in five to six swings. Like just reprogramming your robot and then you're good to hit it 320 down the middle again. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you call him, Javi? I do call I call him, I call him Victor, I call him Javi. Those are the yeah. Yeah, okay. I just have a quick
1: question. He has one of like he has one of like the most unique swings on tour. You can't really compare to yeah. someone in the past, even. Like, how would you describe his move? And how would you describe his like ball flight parameters on TrackMan
3: or whatever he Re- uses? GC Quad. He uses TrackMan, and to. I'll start with the second half. Extremely tight, like some of the most like tight ball fight when you're just looking at it on paper. So like, let's say uh, Victor's hitting seven irons, like his launch his spin, over and over and over again are the same. And I think that's why you see he's a generationally good ball striker from driver, you know, down to, down to wedges. Cause he's, his pattern is just so dang consistent. And, and he does it, like you said, in a unique way. Like he kind of, if anything, he'll pinch his line to the right a little bit, plays from that super strong, uh, wrist angle at the top path is a little bit left, but it's so rotational. Like if you take his swing, the, the, the part of his golf swing that's just insane is how limited the face rotation is through impact. He releases that thing so hard with his body with that little bit of left path, like his face driver through wobbly, it just does not have any rotation through impact. So that's where he's getting all that consistency buildup is there's no, there's no wiggle room in that face. It's just, it's a, such a body release pattern um That he's done a great job of, uh you know, honing in and even making better as he's turned professional. If you're going six iron versus six iron,
1: Louis versus Victor, oh. who, are, who are you taking?
3: Oh, Gosh, that's
0: <laughs> gonna make me do, do it.
3: it. I, mean, uh, I hate wow. to do it, but someone's to do it. I get it. If if it's a right pin, I'm taking Victor. That I'll I'll I'll, I'll start with that. Okay. Right pin, I definitely I definitely want Victor. What about a left pin? I might take Louis. I'll probably take blue left. Hand. What about center? Center back. Hobby, slightly. Wow. Like just sli- I mean, slightly. Slightly. Kent can't no- can't notes. I mean, this is gonna get me. Now <laughs> you're gonna get me in trouble.
0: <laughs> He's never coming back on the pod ever again, Tursky.
3: Ever. No. Don't worry. They're not.
0: They're not listening. It don't matter. Uh, yeah. Of course, of course <laughs> yeah. Of course not. <laughs> All right. So I noticed last week in in Victor's bag he had I two ten. Mm-hmm. It was a few months back I was I was with him in Stillwater and I I knew he had a split set yep. of iBlade and i59 but what's interesting is when I went back to look at what he won with last year I noticed he was using a full set i210s as well at the time and you know mm-hmm. I've seen him make changes over you know his time on tour and he's made some changes for the course uh, I think I go back to like Memorial when you when yeah. you and and Victor made some changes yeah, so to too. the soul. Yeah, Bay yeah. Hill as well. And so it made me wonder, was it because he had success with those irons? Is he working with something? What, what can you kind of tell us about where he is at with his irons right now?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like Javi's iron gener- iron story with Ping is just, it's awesome. I mean, he's not he's not scared to change and he'll try anything. The he doesn't play favorites. Nope, he does not. So the story with going back into I-210s was simply his caddy and instructor uh, got together. Um, this was before the tour championship and they went through all of his round strokes gained and they put it on a piece of paper and they sent it over and they're like, Hey, we think, you know, maybe the I two tens were better performance wise. And like, when you looked at it on paper, you're like, yeah, they definitely were. So we overnighted a set Monday of Atlanta worked on it Tuesday on course and on the range. And he's pretty easy to switch. If I kind of knew at the minute, like the minute you looked at the paper, I was like, yeah, this was better, you know, with the I-210. So, and then he would hit shots and be like, yeah, I can. And the I-210 spins a little bit more for him. And for him, he's a classic under spinner. So I think, you know, he's one with I-210s. I think now his head's actually pretty settled. I think you would see I-210s. It could become more of like a, a westward situation where Hovland plays I-210s or an I-Series model for the next, you know, you know, five to 10 years of his career because – this whole process, I think, has really settled his head that this is his best iron. For how him. much do you? How much do you talk to uh, instructors? Quite a and bit, in- on, honestly. Yeah, they're they're a great. They're I mean, the players a great resource, and the instructors a great resource for us. Especially if a guy's in the, I'm this not Victor, but if a guy's, you know, in the middle of a swing change, you know, a lot of the times, the the fix today is going to cause a lot of harm in the future if that's not the route you want to go through. Like, especially with drivers, which take a guy's over Spain his driver, you know, a lot. Well, you can reduce loft and, and go to a stiffer shaft. Well, that can actually, if you're talking with the instructor, that's not a path they want to go down in terms of that. That's when we're going to make you swing maybe more left or do this or that with your swing. It can actually do a little bit more harm. So it's always good to keep uh, the instructor and the player, you know, Keep that line of communication open because they're gonna explain to you what they want to see in their golf swing, and that's gonna help you build better products for them. So I-59's been out in the wild for a little bit now. It has. And
0: I've had I've had a chance to test it. Um, I loved it. I'm I'm an over spinner and yep. I noticed no some lower spin, which is which is nice because Correct. It's pretty, pretty similar numbers. What what one what have you heard from tour players now that it's been out for a little while? What's their feedback been on I-59? I want to know what your feedback's been. I mean, you're, you're a good player in your own right. What have yep. you seen from your testing with i fifty nine?
3: Yeah, I-59, it's, it's a really great, unique product for us. It's, it's something that we've kind of added to our line. I don't really look at it uh, like it probably from the marketing side point of it probably replaces I-Blade is what you would say. But I kind of look at it as more of an addition because of what you just said. I-Blade was always more of a high launch, higher spinning product for us for the package. And I-59 is kind of the opposite way. So for a guy like me, who I was, I played blueprint to be able to play an I-59 was awesome. So now I get the same lower spin rate and fight that I loved out of my blueprint, but I'm getting an iron that's super forgiving again, um, where I can actually miss my seven iron and have it not lose all that ball speed and all that flight. So I, it's going to be a home run for us in that regard, because a lot of us are, uh, you know, that aren't tour players are those higher spin players. who just don't have as much, you know, face control. So we get that little reduction in spin, but the I-59 is so forgiving for the package that it is in, which is great. And quick question. Yeah. Last You're time all about I saw these you... quick questions, Yeah,
1: That's what I'm here for. for. Knife. Last time I saw you was Vegas. How yep. big are you into sports gambling? And I do have a follow-up to
3: this. I, in my life, I have been, I've been anywhere from a, you know, a, a six to a 10. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm not, I'm not against it.
1: Okay. If, if you were going to put odds on tour reps going out, playing the same course, okay. who are you, who are you favoring as the oh, top wow, three is... and include yourself,
3: please? Okay. I'm not in the top three. That's for sure. Are you serious? I'll, no chance. I mean, what? I'm going to, I'm going to put, this
1: do is you a know who, who he
3: works with? <laughs> like, I'm gonna that's true.
1: That's true. That's R-C-P. true. That's true.
3: Like, is, is it this comp- gonna be a ping top three? Are no, no, gonna I'm gonna tweet the top I'll, three. I'll get I'll get everyone involved here. Like, obviously, from ping, right. we'll probably put out Marty Jerkson just because he plays so much. Um, Christian Payne, that's not fair though. He's not a tour rep anymore. Okay, that's fair. We'll take Marty out of it. So, like, you know, it's a Chris... high school out there, like in the high school class of this year. If Christian still played a bunch of golf, I'd put Payne in there. Um, he doesn't play as much anymore, so I put Mike Sposa in there from Callaway. He's really, really, I'm obviously played on tour, made a hole-in-one in Phoenix. He's great player. Still plays a bunch, I think, or enough. Which I, I don't think I can take Sposa out. Um, I, I would still think Kiesa Barbara would be in there, you know, coming out of ASU. Really, really, really good players. He's still great. plays a bunch. Still in plays itself. a bunch. Yeah, still plays a bunch with Phil and DJ and all those guys, so I put him in there and then the third spot, there's probably a handful of guys that could have a shot at it. Aku is the third spot guy. Maybe it. I know. Okay. I just no. I just like. <laughs> I mean, you got who like if you can go like down the shaft rep range. You have like Craig Bowden from KBS. Like he played on PGA and corner I mean, yeah. The
1: rep,
3: I'm probably and I'm missing somebody. I'm probably missing somebody that won on tour. I don't know. Like it's it's a pretty ridiculous list when you look at it. To be honest, <laughs> there are some. I hope I hope they don't listen to this podcast. Someone, uh, I mean, someone's, someone's Yeah, come somebody, up to you. yeah somebody, somebody's yeah. definitely coming for me. I, <laughs> like, yo, you want that smoke, hen? <clears throat> Yeah. No, I don't. That's the answer to that question. I do not want anyone. No. <laughs> but, but you
1: do play a good amount, right? Like, I do. Yeah, I get what, to play. A for the people course. listening who don't know you, you know,
3: what's like yeah. your handicap? What do you typically
1: shoot? Where do you play at?
3: I play at a golf course called Superstition Mountain in Gilbert, Arizona, which is going to help my handicap because it's not that hard. Um, on that golf course, I, I can shoot anywhere from 65 to 75 probably. And then I play most of my golf in the summer. I probably, in the summertime, I probably get to play, you know, four to six times a month, which is pretty good. And what is your ball speed rank against Wilco? Uh, way, low, <laughs> way, low. And <laughs> what are you, and, what are you doing to him? You're just, you're just like, I'm just asking questions. Try to roast him. You are. It's a pocket my, question. I'm not roasting my, him. I'm my asking my ball speed. My, now my ball speed against the tour refs. Now that would have been a nice question for me. I'm actually, I'd be on the upper end of the tour rep ball speed, wife, but. everybody's on everybody's on the lower end of the Wilco ball speed life.
1: And, uh, if Wilco joined the long drive tour next year, where does he rank against, uh, Bryson? Like if he was, you know, training,
3: if he's training, I think he got him. I think he's got him. You know who else I think think, might have is Tony. You know who else I think might have him is Tony Finau. But Tony is a lot of the tank. Dude. I just talked with him on the range. he, he like, he's hitting gamer drivers at 180. He goes, hey, bro, I did a speed training session in Utah. I got 206, like on his 12th ball. What? So like, yeah. Dude, it's a, it's Why a does joke. he keep 206? that much in the
1: tank, though? I, like, I feel like stats are saying these days, like, that you should pump it out there, right?
3: I think a lot of it's because he hits it so straight at 180, 185. And he yeah. just, you know, that's kind of. Tony's always been wrong. Like I think back when he was a kid, I've heard stories of him being even longer, like 215s and stuff. What? Like ball speed? Yeah. So I think, I think for him, he became a really good player when he honed it in. So he knows like in the back of his head, he's like, God, oh, if I just stay at this 180, 185 and I'm only curving it two yards every time I hit it, I'm gonna be a really, really good player. But he was like, Yeah, I hit 206. He goes, I was like, You're the only guy on tour that leaves 26 miles just there. He's out there.
1: Do you ever have that talk with them though? Like, hey, why don't you let no. it loose this week? Like, it's Houston.
3: You know what I mean? <laughs> just for the fans, one time. Just, just Like just hit it hard. like one
1: time for the people. Like
3: for, yes, maybe, for the people. Maybe I waste maybe waste management. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Gets people yeah. fired up. It would be. I mean, it'd be, oh be insane to goodness. see how far he could hit it.
0: Sorry, oh, it's that's totally off the rails. Nice. Go
3: ahead, Jay. No, that's 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 fine. I actually I mean we've <laughs> talked
0: to Tony about that before, and he said he said he just can't keep it on the map. I think that was yeah, that was I, his yeah. reason for and i get
3: it i mean that's his that's, swing that's, looks so good when he takes a pass parallel though it's like oh, oh it man. Did. i would die and for he, that swing he doesn't hit it that far offline that's i mean i get it he does but not to like our terms they're out there I, PGA, yes he does hit it offline but not to like real like real golf, like normal golfers it's pretty straight I, I think he had like one shot in his junior
1: career where he just like duck hooked it off the planet and it's just got in his head and he was like never again
0: yeah i mean it's pretty fast though that shot's living rent free in his head. All right. Yeah. So, this is a quiet time of the year. It seems like, you know, we're, we're past the major season, past yeah. the tour championship. Um, but, I, you know, there's still golf on television. You're still out there grinding. And I'm sure people are wondering, like, what is this type time of the year like for tour pros? Like, how busy are you? on a week like this in Houston, like how, like how busy are guys out there and how much testing and tinkering are they doing this time of the year?
3: Yeah, this is a, a unique week for us in the sense that the schedule lined up where we obviously can't bring the truck to Mexico. We can't bring the truck to Bermuda and we can't bring the truck to Japan. So we were fairly busy on odds and ends like re backup drivers, um, fresh wedges just because we hadn't seen the guys in a month in terms of like testing. Most of our staff, I would say, is shutting it down in terms of like, I want to really grind in my, you know, my driver, or my iron. Most guys are pretty good. Sea Island, on the other hand, will be busy in the sense that a lot of guys, um, especially the guys from that area, will be like, hey, can I just get a set of irons, a set of wedges for the off season? That's kind of where we, where we live. So this is the time of year where like you leave the course at 1.30, go get tacos? We, we try to send Adam to go get tacos. Yes, we'll try to get one. But it's, we're, we were still we were super busy here because, like I said, we hadn't seen the guys for a month, basically. So whenever you don't see the guys for a month, you're going to have something to do. Wow. and then, and then the offseason is really a product of do you have and what do you have in terms of new product? Chesky, no follow-ups, no questions. that's just a statement. <laughs> How hard is uh, sourcing <laughs> products right now though, for real? Yeah, it's it's a difficult situation that we're trying to get through every day, and I think everybody, ourselves included, are, it's getting better, but it's really not, it's really not something you can control, right? Like if Vietnam shuts down for a little bit or wherever any of you get your products or even, you know, the port of Los Angeles has been a problem for some companies I know. And other. it's just, it's just like anything else. If you're trying to get it right now, it's, there's some difficulties behind it. And we're just trying to do our best to get through that part of it. What's like the toughest component to source grips shafts heads it's varied it's been all three of those at one point at time like i don't have i don't i'm lucky in my job in my role like that tour van that i'm looking at right now tends to get sourced right so i don't have a huge pulse of what it is right now but i know over time it has been heads it's been grips it's been shafts it's been all of the above um from time to time so what is it right now i wouldn't i wouldn't know but all of the above at times Tough life we're, right now.
0: Sorry. We're coming, we're coming to, the, to the end of the year. And, you know, you've seen all, all the new product that's come through well before the consumers have seen it. It's come through the tour now. I'm curious which of the products that, that Ping has released recently has been the biggest surprise, like pleasant surprise out on tour that maybe you guys, like, weren't really thinking was going to be like a biggie but kind of blew up a little bit this year.
3: That's a great question let me just think about that for a second i do think the i think the addition of the i-59 although we don't have a bunch of it in play through the testing of the i-59 i mean we obviously we have you know a handful guys that play but through that testing we really found um that that iron was going to be a great addition and it really helped us with some guys in terms of gapping their longer stuff with i-59 or even if it was an i-210 so uh, the testing of I fifty nine really helped, I think, solidify some of our staff players' iron specs and even make them a little bit better. Even if it wasn't in adding an I fifty nine, it like opened up that there is a gap and we filled it with either I fifty nine or or something else. Do you anticipate seeing more full sets of I fifty nine? Kind of looking into your crystal ball for next year,
0: or do I you do. think they are going to be more splits?
3: I think you'll see more full sets. I do s- still think you'll see a good amount of split sets. That's becoming Something we're seeing a little bit more, but I think you'll see more I-59s and more sets of I-59s once guys, and maybe we get a chance to go work with them during an off season. An iron launch in the middle of the year is a little difficult out here on tour, just because guys get used to their numbers and what's going on. And even if it could be better, they're just like, well, I'll deal with it in the off season. So I think this off season, I think come January, come Sony Palm Springs, you'll start to see a little bit more of that I-59 get in players' bags.
0: And speaking of, of iron testing, I mean, you do iron testing. You're there when the tour pros are conducting iron testing. If you were to, to point out one thing that the amateur, may, amateur golfer can maybe learn from iron testing or something that they should be thinking about when they're doing their
3: own, what's, what's maybe one thing that they maybe aren't thinking about that they should? I would think the one thing that I would say is that a uh, kind of a, a common number that gets thrown around is you need to spin your seven iron at 7,000. And maybe like, and that's not, and honestly, I don't even love that for out here because there's so many different characteristics. Like Tony Finau can probably spin his seven iron a little less than Joaquin Neiman simply because Finau launches is at 18 and Neiman launches is at 12. I would just, I would, if I was fitting for amateur players, I would make sure number one, you have enough spin and enough height. And if you're going to air, air on the ball, going shorter with your seven iron with more launch and spin than farther with less. That would be my number one thing to look at. Make sure your landing angle is appropriate for your ball speed. So you're going to have to, if you're swinging it slower than these guys, you actually need a steeper landing angle to make sure the ball stops. I think we can get in the world where balls get pretty jacked up and you go and you don't judge your seven iron based on the fact that you hit it 163 and you hit this one 155. Seven iron is supposed to be hit into a little tight pattern at a pretty steep angle. So more angle and focus on your pattern make that circle as small as you can because that's what after the driver and maybe the three wood that's what every club in your bag is in golf is how tight can we hit these every single time you do a lot of fittings with uh drivers obviously with every ping player out there
1: Mm -hmm. what's like the number one parameter that they're looking at when they when they go back look at gc quad or track man like is there something that they really
3: dial in on folks on drivers drivers like kind of the opposite of what we ju- I just talked about like drivers super it's super quick feedback 175 ball 177 ball okay 177 ball is better mm-hmm. and then they're going to want to get their launch and spin right um and they really look at the the landing angle is something that's looked at quite a bit out here that maybe isn't talked about that much like you just want to make sure that is landing in a nice window so that you're getting a good uh variance of launch and spin so if i say but, ball speed like I'm kind of a nerd, like I got to say 177
1: ball. Yep. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, like 170. yeah, that's Yeah, so <laughs> ball speed is it's just easier with driver because that ball speed number is right there. So they're going to look at ball speed and then optimizing that ball speed to how they swing. Percy
0: okay. just wants to sound like a tour rep. He's
1: he, he's got he's got to be close. He's out here enough. I want to be industry, man.
0: I just want to be industry.
3: I want to get one we'll of those wait. lanyards around. I've got a
0: ways to go. Oh, my gosh. That's all he wants. That's all, that's all he wants for Christmas. Uh, hey, all I- right.
1: You there? You there? Jaywall? wall yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. No, we'll good. edit that. I- Producer Mark,
3: yeah. we'll edit that. Yeah. Mark's got us covered.
1: Or we could leave it in. Just keep it real awkward at the end.
3: Yeah, that's probably yeah. not great. <laughs> Alright.
0: Well, I'm 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 good.
3: I'm good. First, you got any more questions for
1: KO? I'm sure. Um, he does. He's trying. I did want to ask about grip size. Go ahead. Actually. Because I know Bubba goes crazy with the grip sizes. Um Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like an underrated aspect of club fitting, honestly, and something that people just overlook. They're like, oh yeah, I'll just take two wraps on my grip. But, you know, you look at someone like Bubba, he's got 17 and 15 onto the right or something like that like are other players you know do you fit for grip size and, and what's that process
3: like? we we definitely I mean we definitely talk about it and guys will guys will change but I agree with you Chosky like I think the grip texture model and size are pretty dang important you're that's what you hold on to the golf club with so the one thing about God here is that if something's off they'll let you know and then we'll talk about what's going on like Cameron Champ varies quite a bit honestly it's like weather gets hot and cold he'll change his grip size a little bit just with how he's just he's just all feel. and the more you are a field player the more we probably talk about grips with you like uh if you're more just like a i just want to make sure all my grips are the same we do that you know but almost all of our guys grips like that but yeah field players in general like bubba and maybe cameron they will change just based on how they feel like that's why bubba i mean bubba's in a place right now where driver's different wobble is different and then I think everything else in the middle is the same but I could be wrong there too we could be we have three or four gripping instructions for Bubba wrap sizes right now so hot and cold which way does champ go like thinner when it's hot or thicker when it's hot I'm trying to remember I think when it gets hot he goes a little bit thicker when it's cold he goes a little bit smaller and he he changes the texture of the grip so like cold weather he's not going to use a cord grip hot weather he'll get to like a multi-compound or a z-cord but like right now, he's in tour velvets. So, and that, that's that an inside baseball right there. Yeah, that's wild. Baseball. Yeah, that's actually like really he's, wild. Like Champ has played. He's in tour velvets right now. He's played Z cord and multi compound. So that's kind of like one, two, three, right? Like tour velvets are soft. Multi compounds like the middle, and Z chords like the firm. And throughout the year, I feel like it just goes like this. Wow. Inside I mean, baseball you, is right when you when you're swinging at one thirty. You probably want to make sure you're holding on to it, though. Is that what he swings it? 130? Yeah, he, he can, yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple. Wow. Looks like he's bunting it and it goes 130. <laughs> Kenton's like, I got him, though. <laughs> yeah, if I get to hit a driver and then a 99 iron or something like that, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh,
0: Ping does have some homer and hitters. Like if you think around right it. Oh, oh Wilco, not,
3: uh, Champ, Wilco, Finao, Hagee, Hagee, swept on. Hagee, yeah. Man, I totally forgot Hagee. Like I, I, we've always talked ball. about like, the ping long drive, like Hagee's definitely in that game. Like he's got massive. Oh, mass. for sure. Like yeah, he does. He's like Gumby. Is that part of the <laughs> signing process? Like you just you just get home run hitters. Well, we're not. I mean, it doesn't hurt. It helps. <laughs> you, you you're the one that said earlier on this that like the stats say hit hard. Well, let's get some guys that hit hard. Chicks dig the long ball. Reach. I mean, Hovland's probably gained. I don't know. I would love to do some research on this. He's probably gained seven, six to seven miles an hour, I would say, since he started on tour, ball speed wise. Is he doing speed training? Oh, he definitely does. Yeah. What does he do? Yeah. Like speed sticks or he just I swings? I, I, really I'd have hard to talk to, to him. He does a little bit of both, I think. He definitely goes through some sessions like on the range where he's just swinging full pull. I don't care where it goes. Does he grind hard on the uh, short game area? I know when he came oh, yeah. out, it was like, you know, no, his tripping was
1: obviously a fault.
3: He, he, he has grinded really, really, really hard. He should be very proud of the work he's done there. It's, it's different around the green. Like, it's a functional motion now. Like, when you can see a change in technique, which then is changing shots you can hit around the green, a player's put in a bunch of work, and Hovland's gone through that process, and he's going to reap the benefits of that, you know, throughout his career now. What would you say his technique changed to? I, would have to, I would have had to know more about it from the beginning, but he, number one, he definitely has a process and a technique that he's worked on with Jeff Smith. So they, they're talking about how they want to evaluate lies and how they're going to hit shots. So just having a a baseline with Jeff, I I know it's huge. And then he's just put in hours behind it. So he's confident with it and can repeat it under pressure. And if you've got that, it doesn't really matter what it is. Like Patrick Reed is one of my greatest examples. Like now we'd, a teacher teach an amateur how to chip like Patrick Reed? Probably not. It's a little bit more difficult. It's hand oriented. It's a little bit different in terms of like a simpler body motion, but Patrick Reed's arguably one of the best short games out here, but he puts in two, three hours a day before he ever hits a ball. So, you mm-hmm. know, Vic just put in that work as well. And you're starting to see, I mean, even in Kobe, I know he hit some shots that he probably couldn't have hit a year ago. There were some saucy chips in there. Yes, there were. Yeah, Saucy. Yes. A lot of
0: sauce. <laughs> yeah. Man. All right. KO, before we let you go, happy
3: anniversary, man, to you and your bride. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 14 years for me and the wife today. So thank you for that, J-Wall.
0: Yeah. Thanks again for, uh, that's right. A
3: little, little clap for that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank all you. All yeah. About, all about love. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, man. exactly. Thank
0: you again for coming on.
3: No, our pleasure. Like it. I said, hopefully hopefully uh, somebody here wins, and we're talking about, you know, uh, a now or a eman next week. So we'll do it again in a week. As long as he's uh, going past parallel, Tercey's going to be happy. Yeah, ex- exactly. Just one. I'm just, just one on. The I'm week. just
1: looking I'm looking forward to next year when Victor goes back to back to back and we got him okay. back on.
3: Done. We'll do it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Good luck this week, man. Thanks, K.O. All right, guys. Hey, safe travels, and uh, see you guys. All right. All right, see we'll soon. see you. And that'll do it for episode 116
0: of Fully Equipped. 116. That is a lot of episodes. It's a lot of rambling. Somehow we've made it this far. As always, you want that gear news that you can't get on Fully Equipped? Check us out on social media. We are at Fully Equipped on Twitter, and at Fully Equipped Golf on Instagram and the TikTok. And And the TikTok. I just said. And the
1: TikTok. We are at Fully Equipped Golf on TikTok. We I just said have... on, a, at t- on TikTok. I said for both. You're not even listening to me. Yeah, but I wanted to plug the Island Boys. Never oh, mind. My God. <laughs> I was gonna say we don't have an Island Boys parody, but never Maybe mind. Maybe We will.
0: Okay. Island please. Boys. Island Boys. There we go. All right. <laughs> we couldn't go a single episode without a little bit of an Island Boys reference. Thank you as all for listening to this train wreck shit show, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) We love you all. Cussing on the way out. Love it. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.